Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello and welcome to this week's Wisdom Wednesday episode on the Alter Your Health podcast. I'm Dr. Susanna. And I'm Dr. Ben. And we're both naturopathic doctors who empower individuals to heal themselves through whole food, plant-based nutrition and mind-body medicine. So if you've been along with us for this journey as we alter your health from head to toe, on Medicinal Monday, we covered our lungs, all of the chronic conditions that can affect our lungs, asthma, eczema, chronic bronchitis bronchitis and other breathing issues and how we can really focus on whole food plant-based nutrition and specifically nutrient-dense antioxidant-rich foods and avoiding all the toxins and uh, other stuff that accumulate and exacerbate these lung issues. But the fact is that when it comes to lung issues or any other issue, there is deeper things, there are deeper things to explore. And that's why we've got our Wisdom Wednesday episodes of this podcast to explore those deeper elements and facets to our health, because we're more than just our bodies. We're more than just the foods and stuffs that we put into our bodies. We are energetic, emotional, spiritual beings. Um, So when it comes to the lungs, there's a lot to talk about and address. And that's what we're going to do today. Yes. Yes. And why don't we start off by talking a little bit about the brain lung connection and the lung brain connection, because this is actually a really interesting connection because it's a two way street. Totally. And I, I think that we didn't really get an opportunity to, to discuss this real physiologic scientific um, thing that exists in our body. (laughs) This is not energetic stuff. This is real scientific. uh, Well, energetic stuff is scientific, as we talked about in previous episodes. But this is real physiologic, substantial uh, uh, material things that we can identify. And that is, of course, the connection between our brains and lungs, which is the, the vagus nerve, the primary autonomic nerve that sends signals between our brain and our lungs, specifically our diaphragm, our main muscle of breathing. And um, when we are taking shallow breaths, when we're under stress, well, here's the thing, here's the thing, taking a step back, you know, uh, 
our lungs and the way that we breathe is what we refer to as an autonomic function. It, ha it happens automatically. We don't need to control this. Uh, but the cool thing is we can. We can choose to hold our breaths. We can choose to you know, breathe really fast or breathe really slow or breathe really deeply or breathe really shallowly. And how we choose to breathe and our breathing patterns really send signals to our brain, letting our brain know what's going on with the rest of our body. So a lot of people fall into what we could just simplify as anxious breathing. Maybe they're not feeling emotions of anxiety or worry or stress or anything like that but their body is sending the brain still messages of stress and worry and anxiety through simply shallow breathing. Uh, but when we activate the diaphragm properly and breathe sufficiently into the belly, into the abdomen, bring the air deeper into our lungs. And we, we talked about it. That doesn't necessarily mean deepening our breath. It just means allowing the amount of air that we take in to go more fully into our in the entirety of our lungs. Uh, when we do that and activate our diaphragm, we send messages to our brain via the vagus nerve that the body is at peace. Everything is okay. And specifically, when we're uh, lengthening the exhalation, this is the best way to kind of flex the diaphragm, lengthening the exhalation. And that really sends that brain a message. Everything's okay. A lot of people hear, okay, keep calm and breathe, right? Just keep calm and breathe. But when people hear that, the, the common thing to do is take an inhale. And oftentimes that inhale goes right to the top of our lungs, not our full lungs. And then we exhale real quickly. And it's like, okay, well, we took a breath, but we really didn't uh, leverage our opportunity to communicate to our brain that everything's okay. Um, so this is a little hack, you know, a breath practice hack to really just lengthen the diaphragmatic exhale as you reassure yourself and your body reassures your brain that everything's okay. Um, so there's a lot more to be said about the, the brain-lung connection and the lung-brain connection, but fundamentally it just comes down to that uh, really a miraculous, wonderful vagus nerve that is working for us and connecting our, not only our brain with our lungs, but all of our other organs in our body, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And just to kind of like, I guess, I don't know, maybe summarize or put into different words what you just said. What's so interesting about this connection is that, you know, when we're under stress and let's say, you know, we have sympathetic uh, activation, we're stressed, right? The, the results in our lungs is typically like hyperventilation, right? It's like uh, more, would you, would, you, would you call it hyperventilation or would you? Well, it's different for everybody, but, yeah. but it's not necessarily hyperventilation technically means that we're moving uh, uh, too much air. And what that leads to is, uh, let me get this straight, what, what, what hyperventilation leads to is acidosis, right? Respir respiratory acidosis or creating an, an acidic environment. Well, more CO2 would create acidosis. Yeah. So that's, oh no. So yeah, alkalosis. So we're creating respiratory alkalosis. So, it, so uh, an alkaline environment. And then that CO2, and then so, so offsetting that would require that we allow CO2 to build up to balance our blood. And if we, of course, get too out of balance, then we can have all sorts of downstream effects from that. 
So yeah. what were you talking well, about? Well, I guess, yeah, I guess, sorry, I, I kind of quizzed you on some more nuanced stuff there. But I guess like what I would say is that we we generally think of the, the brain-body connection as this one-way path where it's like the state of our nervous system um, and, you know, how active the sympathetic branch or the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system is really kind of um, determines the functioning of our organs. But with the lungs, we have this unique opportunity where we can actually override that autonomic nervous system because we have control over the rate at which we breathe and how we breathe into our lungs. Right. And so it's, uh, yeah, really kind of unique Pretty unique cool. in that sense. Pretty cool. Not, yes. some, not something to stress about, but just something to be mindful of. Yes. Like, how are you breathing when you're just hanging out, resting? Are you allowing your body to fully be at rest? And I think that's how, quote unquote, breathwork practices can just bring more mindfulness to how we're breathing. That's really, you know, it's not going to do us much good to just do some breathwork practice for five or 10 minutes a day and then resort to you know, uh, shallow chest breathing for the rest for the 23 and a half other hours of the day, you know, but we can build habits and be bring more mindfulness to just how we're breathing when we're hanging out. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that. Yeah, I think that's and I think a lot of people hear like, oh, well, you know, if I'm alive and I'm breathing, then I must be doing OK. But we can optimize the way that we're breathing so that we can create more health in our bodies. And that's really Again, the opportunity that we all have is to just bring deeper mindfulness to breath practices to support that. Definitely. So that's the the brain-lung connection, the lung-brain connection, which is super important. But the I guess we want to shift gears and talk about more of the, the energetics of emotions and repressed emotions, like consciously or subconsciously repressed emotions. And, of course, we know that human beings are like spiritual beings having this crazy human experience and along with the human experience comes all the crazy emotions from anger joy sadness grief fear jealousy rage it's all for us they're all for us giving us this opportunity to experience the fullness of life but yet a lot of these emotions for different people different people have patterns of having an easier time feeling some, a harder time feeling others. And when we have difficulty feeling some of these emotions, you know, I I don't know how to articulate it, but I guess one could say that they get stuck, you know, in us. These emotions get stuck, again, consciously or not. I would guess that most often it's subconscious, beyond our conscious control, that we allow these emotions to get stuck. And then they, these stuck, repressed, suppressed, whatever you want to call it, emotions, this emotional energy can cause or exacerbate any number of issues in the body. And when it comes to the lungs, it's really clear how it's kind of that, that grief, you know, that, that sadness, that depression, the, these kind of heavy emotions weigh us down and create that stagnant, stagnant energy in the lungs that would be associated with asthma or, or um, you know, emphysema or chronic bronchitis or any of these chronic breathing conditions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, when Ben and I were talking about uh, what we we're going to talk about in this episode, you know, Ben, I think you, you tend to, you tend to go based more off of, uh, 
I guess like what your wisdom is bringing up for you and what you know. And for me, it's like, oh, I want to look at, I want to look up some resources. I want to look at what the mind body people are saying. The mind body people. Who is that? <laughs> is, is there someone who's more of a mind body person than you or I? We're all mind body people. But the mind body people say exactly what you were saying, Ben. Well, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, I guess I've had plenty of experience and uh, just um, observation of especially adults, you know, childhood, childhood breathing issues are kind of different, you know, kind of diff different, I think. But adults with these, especially adult onset breathing issues, uh, like adult onset asthma, it's like it's it's always grief. It's always depression It's always that the heaviness of these emotions that we're having a difficult time bringing ourselves to fully feel and embrace and integrate and then hopefully like transcend. Um, so, so when we, it's, it's, it's just always, always that. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that's what I'm seeing here in Louise, Louise Hayes book, but, and she goes on to also say, in addition to depression and grief, there's fear of taking in life and not feeling worthy of living life fully. Um, you know, she, she talks about how lungs really represent the ability to take in life. And I love, I love that wording because our lungs literally are taking in life, right? Well, I, I think about <laughs> breathing in oxygen and we need oxygen for life. And of course the, the Sanskrit term, you know, pranayama, the part of yoga of breath work, pranayama, pranayama means like breath or prana means like life force, right? Life force, breath. And, yeah. and, and then like the English translation, the life force is breath. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it, you know, yeah, if we don't breathe, we're not alive. So how are we allowing? And I also like the maybe metaphor or feeling of um, rather than breathing, you know, rather than this conscious act of controlling our breathing, allowing ourselves to be breathed, you know, allowing ourselves to receive the breath, the breath of life, the life force energy, and to allow it to flow through us and be allowing ourselves to receive. Because some of the other themes that keep coming up here is also this feeling of unworthiness, unworthiness of, you know, t taking in life and experiencing life fully. And um, so I think that I think that all these themes kind of you know, come together, there are these heavy feelings and this tendency to suppress those feelings. Um, but what comes hand in hand with that is also this kind of, yeah, can be this feeling of unworthiness. Yeah, which, um, which unworthiness, that's just, you know, if, if you're a healthy human being, um, then you have feelings of unworthiness. From time to time. From yes. time to time. You know, hopefully they're not chronic and persistent. Um, but that's part of being a human being, mm -hmm. along with all the other feelings and emotions but unworthiness is just it's just uh the the theme for us humans so <laughs> oddly enough yes yeah, so i mean i'm curious i want to kind of um explore this concept of emotional suppression a little bit more because it's so interesting you know we we talk in so many of our wisdom wednesday episodes about how what we feel our emotions are really a result of our state of mind. And so our feelings can change moment to moment yeah. as our state of mind is changing moment to moment. So 
in that sense, it's like, how can we then suppress or like store emotions in the body, right? This is the question I want to explore. How can we suppress or store emotions in the body? Yes. Are you asking me? I'm asking you. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I don't really have any evidence that we can. Uh, not in my personal like experience. And but that's, that's, of course, I kind of contradicted myself earlier when I said like, you know, the, the energy of these feelings of these emotions that can get stagnant and cause or exacerbate these sort of conditions. Um, so I don't, I don't see, I see emotions as, and I'm just, I don't have like a clear answer, but I see emotions as energy and it was explained to me like emotion you could think of it as energy in motion. Emotion. I know. Emotion. I was energy, just thinking of motion. that. Energy motion. And that's what emotions are designed to do. Stay in motion. Energy mm -hmm. moving through us. And um, the way that I see it is that when we don't allow these emotions to stay in motion, to move through us, then they weigh us down. And the way that they weigh us down is unique to all of us. And the frequency of the energy of the emotion, the the resonance, whatever you want to call it, is going to affect our energy body uniquely and differently. So the frequency of grief or sadness or, or depression for human beings resonates with or or interferes with the uh, the the energy of the lung organ system functioning mm -hmm. so you know i just think of it as kind of just uh i don't you know i don't have a good visual but it's essentially just this energy that's not moving cleanly not moving fluidly um so i don't know i i don't know if that's like really answering i don't it, it's it's it is exploring the question that you brought up of how these this energy um suppresses or gets suppressed or stuck in our right. bodies and yeah, and, and the way the way that I see it, I agree with everything that you said. And and also it's like, you know, if if there is this like if we have quote unquote stuck energy, we the way that I see it is we're just recycling through it constantly all the time. Oh. We've got like a mental pattern that we might be aware of and we might not be aware of. It might just be totally like in the background, not in the forefront of our, you know, conscious awareness that is kind of looping, looping all the time so that we are feeling that emotion a lot of the time. Yeah, that's, that's a good the point. way that I see it. And, yeah. and, you know, we like to talk about this metaphor of emotional weather patterns, how as human beings, you know, like you were saying, we're subject to feel the whole spectrum of emotions based off of our quality of thinking in any given moment. And I was thinking about how, like this idea of like a stuck suppressed emotion that's not going anywhere. And I was thinking about how like we can think of places, for example, like I don't know, what's coming to mind is like Northern California, like coastal Northern California, where it's like there's always fog. I know there's not always fog, but there's like fog a lot of the time. It's more normal there. Yes, fog is more normal there. And so if, it's, yeah, if we had a foggy day here in the mountains, it's kind of like what's we'd what's be up? like, what what the heck is this what's, fog? What's up? But it's like when yeah. when you live somewhere where there's kind of this like constant weather pattern, you get kind of used to it. You might not notice it so much. You just go about your day, and it's it's just kind of there. It's just kind of part of 
life, right? Um, but still, like, even if as human beings, we have kind of this stuck emotional weather pattern, that still doesn't mean that, you know, you're any less, uh, <laughs> you're any less joyful, you're any less peaceful, you're any less uh, connected with like the love and, and connectivity uh, that all human beings have. Are. Are. Thank you. Um, you know, this weather metaphor, we always talk about how like, yeah, weather fronts move through a place, but the sunshine or the sun always remains there regardless of whether we can see it or yeah. really feel it. Yeah. And that sun is just representative of your true essence, your true self, the true joy and peace and love that you are. And the so, other, the other great thing about the weather metaphor is that, you know, for sure, there's people who love sunny days and who despise cloudy, foggy, rainy days. Uh, but objectively, weather is not good or bad, right? You know, of course, people say, oh, it's beautiful weather. It's great weather. Oh, this weather sucks. But weather objectively is not good or bad. It's just what it is. And the same is true for our emotions. And we have this tendency to judge or value this one as being good, this thought as being bad, that emotion as being happy or sad or whatever. But the fact is, it's just objective energy. It's just subjective, neutral energy. So out or judgment and relationship and perception and allow ourselves to have a little bit of distance and perspective rather than being totally immersed in the emotional weather experience and being more of like the the meteorologist like oh look at this look at that rather than the person like on the ground i'm in the hurricane <laughs> you know i like that so, metaphor of the like, meteorologist yeah yes yeah, just observing weather, weather patterns yeah not making them mean so much mm -hmm. so okay i last wrap-up question it's like okay so like what what do we do so then what do we do if we feel like you know we've got suppressed emotions or stuck emotions that are affecting the lungs it's like okay well like what do we do? We allow ourselves to be as we are. We allow ourselves to be as we are. If we have, if we place a layer of judgment, another layer of grief, another layer of unworthiness on top of our repressed emotions, they just go deeper inside of us, <laughs> you know? So energy or emotions being energy in motion, it's going to move. Things are going to move. And I, I really like the fact that you brought up this loop phenomenon you know this tendency to just replay loops and that's that's what we do that's what that's what we have a, a tendency to do so to answer your question what do we do is we just give ourselves some space so that all of these looping tendencies can unravel and play out and work through us and we can feel notice you know, have insights and shifts of mindset and perspective and seeing things differently through fresh lenses, fresh eyes, fresh ears, fresh, fresh noses. <laughs> we can see and sense all of uh, our, our life and ourselves from uh, a clean and clear perspective. And in doing so, we realize, oh, like everything's okay. And all of the heaviness is kind of self-created. 
you know, and I forgive myself for putting myself through that for any longer than I needed to. But I am grateful for this opportunity to see this and transcend from it and be more whole and have, or I should say, have a deeper understanding and awareness of my full wholeness um, as a result of moving, having the opportunity of moving through that emotional experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what I would just add to that is like, I think what can be so helpful in, well, first of all, yes, I love what you said about just like accepting where you are and being where you are and, and all of that. And like getting curious about your body's feedback system and mm -hmm. what, you know, what maybe you are sensitive to feeling rather than like, I think maybe sometimes people have a tendency to feel something and, and just like, oh yeah, maybe they're just so used to feeling that they like, they, they don't really get curious about it. But if we start to kind of relate to our feelings as just feedback of where our quality of mind is, yeah. that can often help us to, you know, see those those emotions and those thoughts for what they are, which is really just, yeah, energy, energy, just energy. emotion. Cool. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, important stuff, help, helpful stuff for me is to more deeply understand. Hopefully this is helpful for you to gain deeper, uh, more expansive insights into your energetic, emotional world in support of your wholeness and healing. And uh, we appreciate you for joining us in these conversations on medicinal mondays and wisdom wednesdays and if you are looking for any further support your health and well-being journey you can check out our services at www.alter.health and we look forward to staying connected and seeing you guys next time on the podcast bye for now <laughs>